Hello and a very warm welcome to yet another episode of Asta Unplugged, the podcast series where we talk real. Now, what does that mean? We have leaders, people coming in from different domains and talking about different aspects of work experiences, workplace relationships, how could you be at your workplaces, how could you have a lovely experience, what is needed for you to create that and a lot of things and we we actually dive into a lot of micro things we've done that in the past so this is yet another one where we are going to get into something very very interesting I'm sure a lot of you would resonate but this is um, you know what Asta Unplugged is all about and a lot of you would be you know actually feeling aha that's me oh I really needed to hear this oh this is what I'm dealing with and I, I have a perspective here or I have an access here and that's what real talk is all about, right? So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Now, today I have with me a young lady. Uh, join, your, join me in welcoming Arya Dhamurikar. Hi, Arya. Welcome. Such a pleasure to have you here. Hi, Asta. Thank you. I am looking forward to our conversations. Super, me too. You know, I, I was already enjoying chatting with you off track, the previous few conversations that we've had. So um, let me uh, introduce Arya to you. I mean, uh, you know, she's she's representing the millennials and the Gen Z, like kind of a, a representative there. And there are a lot of interesting things that are in store as we communicate today. One of the things that, you know, I've, uh, you know, spoken to, a few leaders in the last um, couple of episodes and, and we got talking about this was this generation, the newer generation, if I have to say, that has, um, um, you know, come into the workforce, that has joined workforce. And we we got thinking and talking about a lot of different aspects about this, you know, the, the synergies, the kind of um, the cross-generational bonding, relationships, uh, the whole chemistry, how do you work together, and a lot of things and a lot of interesting things were coming out. And I'm sure a lot of you who are watching may be able to resonate because uh, you would be having, uh, you know, the younger generation at workplace, you're dealing with them. So the idea today is to dive a little deeper into what does this generation represent? How do they think, you know, to just try to get a perspective there, an idea about how do they think, uh, what is it that they are looking at in terms of how do they communicate? What are the expectations? What would they, um, you know, look at in terms of mentoring? And then there was reverse mentoring that Annie was talking in the last episode. And a lot of such things. So the pure perspective of a younger generation here. So Arya, uh, you know, is a very, very interesting uh, leader, I would call her, because um, while she's had a variety of uh, experience, she's, she's essentially a corporate communication person. And what's really interesting is the number of countries she's visited. So she's uh, travel free, I think, which is quite exciting. She is, um, you know, she's lived, studied, worked in a lot of countries, which in itself is quite enriching. So there's a lot of rich experience that's going to be coming in. So stay, stay tuned. And uh, what I could sense was that here's a strong young leader 
who has a mind of her own, who has, um, you know, strong opinions about things and yet who is willing to explore. Yeah. And that's the sense that I got who's willing to explore and willing to look into uh, what is possible. She's created that in her previous experiences in the jobs that she's been in, uh, is currently into. And all of that she wants to bring to the table today to share with all of us in both the senses. One, those of you who belong to the same generation. So there's a perspective waiting for you here. And those of you who are the, I would say the little older generation, you know, you'll, you'll get an access again. So with that, let's dive straight into this area. I'm quite excited, like I said earlier as well, and let's get into it. Yep. So I want to begin by asking Arya, what does this generation, so we say millennials and then we say Gen Z, and let me say a, a common term that I'm going to use is the younger generation, which is people essentially in their uh, maybe currently late 20s or 30s, early 30s or so. What, what does this generation represent? What do they stand for? What are some of those things that stand out when it comes to this generation? Okay. So to begin with, uh, well, I personally feel the views of, you know, categorizing generation for representing or for the sake of understanding what has been the transformation makes sense. But, you know, always putting them in the buckets that this generation, the baby boomers are like this, Gen Z is like this, or millennials are like that. That's not right, right? At the end of the day, we are humans. We are evolving. And Sometimes I end up meeting people who are in their late 70s, but mm -hmm. are younger at heart than I am. And they have their views, which are something that my 14-year-old niece can resonate with. So I honestly believe that, you know, putting them into different brackets, even in the workplace, is not the right thing. Because sometimes there are these leaders who come up and be like, your generation is extremely lazy. You have everything that you want. And... You just come and tell us that you don't know how it's done and you think you are extremely brilliant with the technology. But mm. why are you blaming a particular generation? I mean, being on the cusp of that generation, I understand what they feel like. And I also understand what millennials are going through right now. Mm. And just, you know, blaming them with something doesn't make sense because mm. If two people are doing the same job, one is productive, one is not, you are taking the negative example and just portraying it as a generation. Hmm. I can do the same with you in terms of leadership. If I say this leader is extremely helpful or this person is a transformational leader versus this one is authoritative, I don't like him, all leaders are like that. That's basically just bracketing you into something, right? Sure. So one ask or... Uh, a request from my generation, as you say, would be stop doing that. Stop bracketing us and, you know, giving us labels which are not the right definition of who that person is. Sure. So that's mm -hmm. definitely going to be one thing. And uh, yeah, so now if we want to dwell into what are our views or our opinions about how do we navigate the workplace culture, that's a story that we should be discussing today. Sure. Sure. But just before before that, you know, what you said, um, and, and you brought in somewhere stereotyping just because it's a certain generation. Um, what do you think is, how does that impact um, how you show up at workplace or the 
the relationships or the camaraderies that exist would and maybe you would want to uh, talk through some examples uh, you know with uh, the leaders that you've had or with your colleagues um, yeah so um, let's take an example wherein you have a new joiner entering the workforce post covid he's just completed his graduation and the office setup for him is the laptop that has been sent at home they asked you to start working remotely and then in future maybe you'll have to come to the office now in this situation the first experience the first corporate experience for that gen z guy is just sitting in front of the laptop connecting with people across teams not really understanding the hierarchy but given a sense that it's an open culture you can reach out to anyone you require and you know the smooth so for that person understanding that i can't ping my super boss on teams because that's now not how the process is it's going to be different in comparison to someone who has gone to the office who understands even if it's an open door policy you can't just knock on your super boss's door and enter right of course sure. they give you the flexibility but there is a certain process hmm. so in that case you can't be blaming this youngster that you don't know how to work or you don't mm. understand the work culture because he's never been inducted in that way right it's he's not been oriented to the office culture in that manner because even if every organization says we have a good induct uh, orientation process you don't talk about these nuances you don't talk about the interpersonal relations that you should be maintaining with your colleagues or with your supervisors your subordinates that's never explicitly stated and if you want them to implicitly just understand it no they can't because they don't have an experience your b school doesn't teach you that you can't just go and reach out to your boss because as far as i remember theoretically everything is about how you should be communicating no matter what the problem is hmm. so here your manager coming and saying no you this is wrong you can't be doing this is not right and at the end of the day that person is going to feel i don't know anything or uh, is it true that i don't understand anything these people are better than me because somehow you are conditioning them to believe that you don't know the work ethics or you don't know the work culture so i wouldn't really blame that new person who has entered the organization but the organization who's not or teaching them in a way how they are supposed to represent themselves and have their relationships so yeah that would be one thing for sure and uh, talking about my experiences well i was also one of those so when mm. i finished my b school i started working uh, remotely my exams were yet to happen and i landed up with a good job so i was working from the university at that point and uh, thankfully i did have a very supportive team who told me what needs to be done and how we can navigate it especially when i had my exams coming up so i would say i was fortunate enough to have leaders who understood and who could empathize with me sure because and one thing i would say about me was i openly discuss if i have an issue i wouldn't hold back and that really helped me and i think that's one thing that everyone should be doing not just in their personal lives but also in their professional lives mm. however you hear this from a lot of managers like i did have a manager at one point in life who said that you can't be talking like that to your supervisor you can't tell them that no this is not right and my point was you have hired me for this particular job you are paying me for this job and you expect me to just 
said mom and not say anything when i know this is not going in the right direction why would i do that just because i am not high up in the hierarchy that doesn't make sense right at the end it's not going to cost me my job i would say but that's exactly why i am here and it makes sense that i talk about it i discuss about things which seem wrong to me even if i'm wrong correct me help me understand your perspective but just don't give me a point blank that no this can't be done because then how am i going to grow in the organization how am i going to learn things i don't want to fixate yeah. my views on some see how it goes from here sure okay so um <clears throat> that's interesting so arya when you talk about you not holding back right and uh, reaching out to your supervisors your managers um so would you agree or would you say then that you said that that's what everybody should do whether it's personal space professional space don't hold back communicate right and do you think that's one thing where the younger generation um quite often misses out because of the fear or maybe once when they try and do it and they are just shunned and they are said no 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 you need not do this or this is not how you do it and then they sit back so do you think there is something that you want to uh, a message that you want to give to the younger generation with respect to communicating so one part definitely is how the managers and supervisors treat you handle you uh, make you comfortable help you settle help you understand the other part also is about taking charge so i'm not receiving that which i feel ideally should come my way but then it's me at stake it's my work experience at stake it's how uh, my performance is going to be impacted which is at stake it's what plays on your the confusion the thing should i do it should i not do it so then would you agree that this is missed out and this is one thing which maybe the younger generation can take on which is mm -hmm. voice out speak up multiple times and maybe multiple times definitely but like every relationship it's a give and take right sure. so i honestly believe that most of the people in the younger generation again i wouldn't want to stereotype it but at least from my experiences the people that i have met across uh, different domains are vocal and they have their strong values they have their understanding of what is it that they want are they here just for the money are they here to do something for themselves and uh, excel in their careers or are they here because they like the purpose of the company and that ideology is kind of clear in their heads even if they don't know what they want to become say 10 years down the line but they know why are they here as of today and that makes a huge difference because that makes their work more productive and meaningful and if they have that sense of accountability by default they would do anything that can help them in their work which also includes communicating which also includes sharing their ideas or you know clearing out if there's any misunderstanding talking to the right people and having the meaningful conversations but like you said you know sometimes your managers tend to shun you out and if that does happen say at the start of your career or if you are in a very good organization but repeatedly you are getting the thing that no this is not the way we have been doing it in such a fashion so we want to continue doing it that way 
at some point your morale obviously goes down right and then after a point you start thinking why am i even putting efforts whatever is given to me i'll just do my work get done with the task and that's it i don't want to take initiatives because it's never heard so it's it's a give and take there if i am putting in efforts if i am being vocal about some things give me a feedback tell me if this is wrong why is it wrong rather than just telling me this is wrong just stick to the old standards Got because it. yeah yeah so if you're doing that clearly i i'm like i probably don't understand or you are superior you know better mm. and that that my manager just doesn't value me so i'm i'll just work for the money and that's a perspective change that i have seen in some of my friends which is extremely sad and at that point i feel like telling them just quit your job even if it's a high paying job but if you don't get the sense of containment from your job why are you even doing it sure hmm so arya while you just said um you know that leave the job quit the job if there's no sense of fulfillment or contentment then got it what do you think or where do you think you would draw a line um or how often would you keep on quitting let's say if there's something which is not happening my way uh and when i say my way uh, it's more of you know uh inducting me into the system supporting me which is of course a, a great thing to do when maybe managers need to be more supportive hold your hands for a while but let's say if i don't have a manager who does that and you say move on if that's not happening so where do you draw a line between let's move on or maybe stay back let me see what more can i bring to the table and do you, do you think that's something which is worth considering also or it's move on mhm mm okay so firstly what i said can be a controversial statement because it mm -hmm. quitting does have a lot of setbacks attached to it but if i'm making that statement it comes from a sense of understanding that i have done everything possible that i could and now that it's taking a toll on my mental health is when i decide to quit so just because my manager doesn't listen to me or uh, he's giving me extra work mm. i am moving on that can't be my attitude and that is not my attitude sure and i think everyone who's entered the workforce is mature enough to understand that so even if you are in your early 20s you do have that thing at the top of your head that this is not right this is not the type of job that i want to do let me just quit but you don't do that hmm. because you understand that you need the job and even if you want to switch the job you need to have certain experiences right hmm. in the first month of my new job i wouldn't say that my i i don't like my boss i'm going to quit my job but when you are planning on quitting it's only when you have tried everything possible you have tried repeatedly talking to your bosses you sure. have consulted your colleagues or your mentors it can be in your professional life or in your personal life and then taken a call and i think one thing about this generation is also that we talk we discuss our problems we we understand that it's taking a toll on my mental health i am not able to function well or my emotions are not in place and these are certain concepts that i would say the earlier generations tend to differentiate at their workplace they have this clear bifurcation that you know my professional life and my personal life is separate and mm -hmm. uh, we although the work life concept doesn't ex 
you know it's not existing even in that generation at times you take work calls even when you're on a trip we do that really well we don't take work calls when we are on trips but we also know that if my work life is not going well my personal life does have some impact i am not able to function well mm-hmm. so i can't create a distinction between how the work life balance is divided between the two there are a lot of loopholes and you know how it's interlinked but as a matter of fact i can for sure say that we understand like even at night if i'm not getting a peaceful sleep because i know next day i'm going to see my boss's face and again he's going to you know tell me that this is not how it should be or why are you working in such a fashion that does affect me so that is when i would consider moving on okay arya so i want to pick up two things here you said number one the generation as a whole is more aware which means you know what's happening how you're feeling uh, how it's impacting your mental well-being and being aware you also don't want to compromise on it that's what you're saying and the other thing that you spoke about is the the work life balance right which is where you're saying that um while it is so so somewhere you know as a generation you know how to draw that line so when i'm on a trip i'm not going to pick up the phone or i'm not going to attend to work whenever you want me to do that and that is something so you said a very strong sense of what is it that is okay with me what works what doesn't work and then you want to stand by it right that that's what you're saying yeah and how do you think well these are great things i'd say very very powerful because i think awareness is the first step to really have a healthy mental physical emotional spiritual whatever life and that all starts with awareness so the kind of awareness and then this work life balance where you say okay pause sorry how does this go down when it comes to on the ground which is with the managers superiors seniors where do you see a conflict arising somewhere because of the difference in the styles or oh, you know we've been attending to it why would you not attend calls or we've been doing it in a like you just mentioned a certain way why don't you do it the same way kind of a thing right and also with levels of awareness do you see a certain uh you know other segment at your workplace who's tolerating more and you know you feel they are impacted at a deeper level and yet they're not speaking up so talk to me a little bit on that please okay so self awareness yes uh one way i would want to start why we are self aware is yeah. this generation obviously has great access to all the information uh is always on social media and there are a lot of topics that are being discussed online as well mm. so open a twitter thread someone is talking about how they are not doing okay or you just open instagram even on linkedin these days you see a lot of posts which are talking about why is it important to have a good mental well being so reading those as well i believe has helped people today understand that these are certain things which are extremely essential to your core being and then you start developing concepts around it and even in school these days um a lot of subjects focus on these topics on the core topics of who you are as a person what should matter and what shouldn't and uh, that does have a good uh, i would say that does help you understand things better have a world view which is more 
uh, about not just doing good for yourself, but also empathizing with those around you. So this generation empathizes better is what I would say. And, you know, we can understand each other. And sometimes you have people sitting together and being like, yeah, it's just us who understand each other. And uh, our parents don't understand. Our bosses don't understand. How do we bridge that? So Mm -hmm. this concept of why we feel we relate to each other is because we are talking about it. You know, at times you see issues where you're not even able to go and tell your parents some things because they they don't understand why is your mental health a concern. Like, fine, if you're not doing okay, tomorrow you would be better or you just Mm. work work harder and it'll be okay. So these are certain things which I think are bracketed into generations because today the more awareness that we have is only because we are talking about it, we are communicating and we are reading quite a lot. So you have a lot of social media podcasts, discussions, and look at us today. We are doing the same thing. We're talking about it. Right. Lovely. Right? So that is how I believe it develops. Hmm. And now the other side of this would be because we are on a lot of technological uh tools or say on devices all the time sometimes we hear this from a manager saying that you're using your phone 24 7 why can't you just reply to a team's text Hmm. you know just reply to the uh, message that has been sent to you and sometimes some organizations have whatsapp groups which i feel is a big no-no you can't be intruding a personal space through a whatsapp uh, office channel if you want to have that as an unofficial discussion tool just for team bonding okay but sending a message in the group who can send out this email tonight no you can't be doing that right allocate work hours if you have to have that discussion prior or you know just stick to the official channels of communication rather than creating such uh, teams some of them have a facebook work group why if you have Microsoft Outlook, stick to Yammer, stick to Workplace. Don't get into spaces which are meant for personal use. Mm. That would be one. And if you do this, then it's obviously going to happen that you will just get a random text saying, uh, we need you on the call right now. Mm. Because you obviously have access to those channels all the time. Mm. And if you clearly delineate those things, if you have an office app, which you turn off after your work hours, you maintain the balance. And even your boss knows that this person is definitely not going to be available and I should not be sending out those messages. And even you know that. So if there's an urgency and unless it's extremely important, you do not go to your leader saying, you know what, I need your approval on this. Because if you are not able to do it within your deadline, it's your fault. It's completely my fault. I can't be asking my boss at 9 p.m. when he has logged off at 6 p.m. that, you know, please approve this because I had to do it today. Mm. That should be on me. Arya, what I'm hearing is um, a lot of clarity that you're talking about in terms of, uh, personally, I think I have a lot of clarity that this is what works, this is what doesn't work. I mean, I know I'm supposed to deliver this and if it doesn't happen, I understand it's my responsibility, etc., etc. right? But how do you navigate when there is a gap in this understanding that you have and maybe what your manager has? And even the expectations, like you're talking about one set of expectations, whereas what your manager has is very, very different. And even though you may be communicating, but this is way deeper than just a communication. Hey, I think this is how it should be. And no, no, no. I think it's not just that. It's deep rooted in there. 
So then how do you navigate? How have you navigated and what would you want to say? You just mentioned the right word, expectations. Now, in a work relationship, you are out to have expectations, right? Setting those right and communicating those over and over again makes a huge difference. Mm. So I remember every time that I have been onboarded and it's a formal process, right? You have this one-on-one discussion with your manager to get to know each other. So rather than just having a superficial discussion, oh, I belong to this background, I have done so and so, and this is going to be my job, which is given on paper. Why do you want to discuss the same thing? Talk about your core values. Talk about your working styles. What works with you? What has been working with you? Or how do you want to change it? So if you were to be my manager and if we were to have this discussion after our introductions, I would want to focus on, okay, so what is your working style? And uh, when would you prefer that I text you or call you? And will we have a weekly meeting? And if he says no, why wouldn't we have that? Because if we want to be aligned, if we are working in the same team, we have similar goals, we need to have discussions, right? It can't just be over the email because then I'm not creating any connection with you. Hmm. And some people do say that uh, you don't have to build relations or you don't need connections at workplace. Yeah, you've you've had people say that to you? Yeah, they're like, you know, it's it's just official. Uh, Why can't you be task-oriented? I mean, I can be task-oriented if required, but if my working style is people-oriented and I belong to a field where I have to interact with people, like people orientation is a key for communicating, right? So you can't just tell me I'm sending your communication, just forward it. I am not here to just forward whatever you are sending me. I have to tweak it according to what my audience understands. So here I'm trying to understand their expectations. And if I'm doing that for a simple email, I need to do that for working with a person, which Mm. is going to be a face-to-face conversation. So here I would say, yeah, the first conversation that you have with your team makes a huge difference. It's Mm. like having a first impression that goes a long way. A first conversation does go a long way. And that is when you have clear understanding of who this is as a person and how do you think you would want to navigate it. So Mm. in my first interaction, if I understand that my boss has rigid set of views about working and they believe this is how it is going to be, I wouldn't want to push new ideas every week and be like, can we try this? Because that's not going to work, clearly. Mm. Versus if I give some examples, if I give proper proof, that, you know, this has worked in the past. This organization is doing it in this fashion. And some of our team members have tried it. They they have seen good results. Should we take this ahead? Giving him the accountability to say yes, rather than me wanting him to say yes, are two different things. So when he feels he is in charge of taking decisions, because that is his personality, he would agree. Rather than me being like, no, 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 you're wrong. And then he says, you are wrong. And then just falling into the conversation. And then that idea just goes. Hmm. I think that that makes a huge difference. And that do you think that impacts the quality of relationship connection as well? It is that disturbing. Sorry. Are you hearing? That that was fine. That's okay. Okay. So you can start with the answer. Hmm. Um, it definitely does impact the quality of discussions and your relationship. And uh, it's not going to be smooth, to be honest, because if you realize that there's a huge gap, 
in how you work, what is your understanding, you will have to put in efforts and at the same time help your manager understand that even he has to put in efforts if you have to work in a, a I what would be the word? Like if you have to work properly, you know, you have to function well as a team. Yeah. So yes, that definitely goes. But again, you're going to have conflicts on the same issues over and over again because of the different working styles. And addressing those rather than running away from those will help you. But again, it's a give and take. Both hmm. have to put in efforts. Hmm. So you just mentioned a, a word conflict, right? And uh, how, what, what kind of conflicts have you come across um, and how have you steered through them? Um, yeah, so I was a part of a team wherein um, I had leaders who were very high up in the hierarchy. And the one that I had to majorly deal with or uh, say convince for a lot of things was extremely opposite to who I am as a person or our personalities, not just work personalities, even personal personalities were extremely different. Mm. And um, I came in with a lot of flexibility, with a lot of uh, trial and error concepts that, you know, we should be trying different things and came up with ideas that have worked in the past for some people or say that I have tried and tested in my organizations during my understanding, my uh, academic backgrounds and the social scenario that I could see that this is how it has been working, say, on social media or the communication styles that are effective as of today versus my leader who had a set of rigid thoughts that this is who I am and this is how I want to project myself. I am not looking at the fact that how others view me, but I want to be projected like this. Now here, we had to bridge the gap of understanding. This is how you want to project versus this is how I want to see you. So in an organization where you have about 80% of population, which is uh, below the age of 35, you have to cater to their needs. You have to understand what is it that they want from their leader rather than the leader being in a position where he says, this is how I want to go ahead. Because as of today, your organization has the synergy between the leaders and the ones who are working on ground and you have to match that, right? So this is where I had to convince him quite a lot with proofs, you know, talk to all my employees uh, in the ground level. What is it that you want to know about the leader? How do we project him? Not just internally, then go and work with the marketing team that how do we project him externally or how do we create our brand as a young brand rather than, you know, just focusing on the core solutions that we are providing how do we showcase that organizational value because today when you're applying for a job a lot of people rather than just looking at the ctc check for the benefits which also include you know uh what are the extracurriculars that you get what are the um well-being packages what are your values what is your mission mission all of this at one point was only corporate communication strategies that we need to have in place in a book closed but mm -hmm. today we are projecting all of that on social media all of that on our job portals because a person applying today looks at them they see if it aligns with their values and then you apply for the job so wow. i think that makes a huge difference and uh yeah so that is where we I probably diverted from the topic, but yeah, that is where we had the conflict and um, 
it took me some time it probably took me 6 to 7 months to get there to bridge that gap but at least i was aware of the fact that we are two different people working towards the same goal with different ideologies so we had to find a mid ground i wouldn't say it completely worked my way or completely worked his way but we found that mid ground after a lot of discussions a lot of conflicts and here again at point at some points i had my seniors come and tell me you can't be talking to him like that you can't say this is not working and at that point again my answer was you have hired me for this job and i think it's right that i discuss i tell what i feel is right or what i feel is wrong rather than just agreeing to everything that he's saying because that might not work even my solution might not work but if we come to a mid ground we both are going to be accountable for it and we'll see the progress together and i think today that's extremely important yeah and then how did it turn out so when you were able to find a mid ground and then you worked towards it how did that it unfold? aligned really well and it also gave me a sense of confidence and this is where i would want to again represent my generation sure if you are listening to them and not just listening but actively listening to them and you know showing them that you do care you are okay to adapt and listen to their views as well it makes a huge difference and that did develop my loyalty more towards the brand so even after say i quit the job i would still consider going back mm. for whatever reasons but it wouldn't be like yeah i don't want to work with that leader because we were different or we did not sync up but i would say yeah he was reciprocative we did have a good working relation and i would still consider going back so this is again where you know it's giving me a sense of satisfaction it helped me grow as a person in my organization taught me a lot of things and i saw value in my job so even if i quit the job for whatsoever reasons i would still consider going back and it wouldn't be like i don't ever want to see that organization again which does happen in cases where you have people coming in who are not even ready to accept who you are yeah very true lovely so what i'm um, uh, hearing arya is that you know two beautiful things you spoke about core values and you said that um, you know the the younger generation is more aware and they also dig deeper to find out what are the values core values that an organization stands for and whether that is aligned to my core values right and i think that's beautiful because i see a lot of leaders who are three decades four decades into their um you know careers and have no idea what their core values are what their core values are leave alone syncing them with the work that they're doing or the organization that they're part of so and it doesn't make anybody wrong but i'm just again bringing back the level of awareness mm-hmm. and how important it is to stand up for who we are which is the core values so you're saying that uh, if if some massive core value of sorry some core value of yours is massively compromised you know so you've tried you've persevered you've tried to come to a mid ground but you think it is still not working out and which means it is compromising with some core value of yours then you would not have it that way right that's what i'm the sense that i'm getting right mm-hmm. you would not want to compromise so if let's say you are somebody who is uh, who wants to express her higher potential which is the sense that i'm getting as a generation that's what you're talking about what can i bring to the table i've not been hired just to sit here and say a yes but to create so which means 
how else, what else, what can we do? And maybe if I, if need be, I'll bring in proofs, I'll need bring in ideas and let's see, okay, we can't agree on one or the other. Let's come to a mid ground, which is a huge thing. Again, finding a mid ground, if that's the mindset I come from. So um, when you're doing that um, and then how does it so help now i want you to talk to me a little bit on how is that received when it when it comes to your seniors or maybe senior colleagues um, in terms of you standing up for your core values you persevering and you also trying to find a mid ground when it's not working out a certain way and Sometimes it may happen that they reciprocate. Sometimes they don't, right? And how do you think you navigate or uh, what happens beyond a point? Because I hear both these scenarios, what you're talking about, okay, maybe this is the time for me to move on because it's not fulfilling, doesn't give me space to grow and contribute. To the other set of uh, the people, stay on, Keep doing their bit, which is certainly not their highest potential because you don't feel fulfilled. You're not getting your space and they just stay on. And I've had one of the leaders whose concern is they have a big, big workforce of people in their 20s. Okay. And they say there are opportunities. There are incentives. There are, they can earn a lot of you know, uh, there's a huge variable component. They can earn it as much as they want, way, way more than their fixed components. And yet I don't see that fire. Yet mm -hmm. I don't see them making that extra effort to earn more. They can, it's quite easy, you know, and still they don't do it. Would you want to comment there? Variable component. Mm. A very dramatic word, I would say. Okay. Because when you are offering someone a CTC, say your package is 20 lakhs, and then you say you have 14 fixed and six variable. Yeah. Let's just be honest, you have a package of 16 lakhs. Okay, oh. because variable, yes, you do tell them that if you attain some goals, you can achieve all of it. But how realistic are those goals is a question that as a potential candidate, I need to raise. No doubt there are opportunities. Our economy is booming. And today we are doing far more better than a lot of developed nations. Agreed. But are your goals really realistic? And are you hiring the right type of candidate for that goal? Is his working style, working personality aligning with those job expectations is something that a lot of HRs don't really consider. You check the CV you have an interview, the person is talking well, you think he'll be a good fit for the sales, you just hire the person. In the inductions, you get done with the basic checks, you give them all the information, provide them with the kids, uh, kids, you're done. But do you really see how that person is going to go and do the sales on ground? Have you trained them to be in a real situation and help them understand how they can do better than their core self? Like today you give me something, just take a basic example. You ask me to sell this pen. I'll go and sell this. But if you train me to do that on the ground rather than just talking here, you know, these are certain things you can say. You actually simulate that situation. 
you help me grow in doing the thing that i'm good at doing obviously that'll make a huge difference right so you are you really investing in your new candidates is the question that these leaders should be asking their hrs or uh, their training teams that if you're hiring someone you can't just expect the candidate to give their 100% if they're not seeing what are they receiving except for the money mm. and like you said monetary value obviously holds great significance and for most of them who are in the need of that they would do whatever they can mm. but some of them who are here for the experiences for a growth potential to do well in that field they need to see some value rather than just the monetary value that you're giving them and if you're not investing in a person as an organization you're going to face the same problems hmm got it okay interesting uh okay what what is when it comes to a culture of inclusion do you see a gap there uh, area where what would he or she know is just a uh, you know three years of experience or you know just entered the workforce you know you would which you did mention in a little bit uh, earlier but uh, the whole inclusivity because of the generation thing the tag do you think there's a gap there and what what is the expectation again uh this can be a bit subjective i would say because sure. um fortunately i have not met a lot of leaders who are not inclusive obviously there have been some but um i think the higher leadership is well aware of this and they want to take steps to you know maintain that culture of inclusivity in their organization mm-hmm. but i think somewhere it's the mid management you know who misses out on this part because obviously they are pressurized that they have to attain certain goals plus they have to manage large teams and they don't tend to focus on these values for them it's the targets that they really want to achieve yeah and i believe that's where the gap comes into picture and that sweeps downwards so that cascading effect somewhere more or less comes from the mid management is what i have seen in the past i may be wrong but this has been my experience so far because my field does involve talking to a lot of senior leadership mid management mm. and those on the ground mm. so whenever i have those conversations i see the leadership team putting in a lot of strategies in place you know how can we be more inclusive what activities can we come up with all the organizational development side of the business so there's a lot of emphasis on that yeah but the mid management is all about let's just get this done mm. uh, we probably have to work overtime but that's okay we have holidays coming next month you can enjoy then so let's just get this done and that attitude hampers a lot of candidates because at the end of the day being a fresher or a junior in the team i'm just going to be interacting with my manager i don't even know that my leaders are actually thinking for me yeah and even if you communicate that i mean yeah it's on paper but who's looking at it my manager doesn't care so why should i be making efforts to do something out of the box mm there's that shift that happens i'm all enthusiastic when i join i want to do a lot of things i want to be all over the place i'm ready to take up new tasks but when i'm just restricted to a type of work where it's all task oriented you can't expect me to reach my potential i'll just be a part of the system doing things that are expected earning my salary vacationing when i have the holiday season hmm 
so what what you're saying and which i think brings out a, a, a very important point so what you're saying is that uh the mid management and and for obvious reasons like you said maybe the pressure from the top the targets um they that's not passing down through them to the new generation the younger generation as a result they are not uh you know giving that space they're not giving the opportunities to the younger generation to express their higher potential which kind of creates this whole dissonance and then people are like okay let me just do what is needed finish day today's work come back tomorrow kind of a thing so then as you know as a generation correct me if i'm wrong what you're saying is that i'm willing to commit i'm willing to give in my heart and soul right i would want to do that uh and i would want to stay not keep jumping from one to the other organization for a slightly better package provided you give you give me a good salary okay what what i deserve but you also give me a space where i can express my higher potential where i can bring what i have to the table where i'm heard not necessarily everything i say is accepted but yes we come to a, a common ground there's more inclusivity and then we navigate through the situations together all of that that's what you're saying and that what i hear arya largely is a lot of communication lot of um you know uh, no, because essentially a lot of gap comes in because of the gap in communication so there's something i'm thinking and there's something you're thinking and we don't talk and what you are saying loud and clear is meet every week meet twice a week if needed don't keep anything here talk let's discuss let's explore not working get done with it move on kind of a thing so what i'm hearing is don't hold the baggage don't keep it there have a nice good cordial relation and also relation what is interesting to notice that you said of course why not have relations why not have good cordial meaningful connections they are important when it comes to workplace right so i think those are some beautiful things and also in the beginning when you started talking there are some misconceptions you may call it stereotypes misconceptions i'm okay using it interchangeably but where you said just because i belong to a certain generation you label me you tag me and then that's how you start to perceive me without even knowing who i really am so rather than stereotyping go individual know the person talk to them give them yeah, and the funny thing is some people who haven't even interacted with this generation have yeah. this view yeah. how can you create an understanding about a person or say about a generation without even trying to know them yeah like there are a lot of people yeah we did see some kids working and yeah they were just having fun what is wrong in having fun while working what is the problem if you're enjoying while you're working and sometimes it does happen that you know uh, say you have to work 8 hours a day if you are efficient enough you complete your work in 6 hours and you have 2 hours spare time so why do i still do something when it's not meaningful i might as well just be okay i might build my work relations i might be doing something which is productive enough on the job rather than just going out and having fun i'm not doing that right in my work hours i'm trying to do something meaningful but sure. you have to invest those 2 hours working itself that is a wrong ideology if that person is efficient let him do the way he is doing he's getting your work done he's maintaining his balance sure. he's not lagging so i think yeah that's that's another thing that they should does does that involve an element of trust area 
again, going back to what we just discussed, in order to build trust, you have to be transparent. You need to talk, right? You can't just trust someone blindly. Yeah. And so what I meant was, sorry, I just, just put the term there. But what I meant was when you're saying that those two hours, trust me that I'm going to put them to a meaningful use. You know, rather mm -hmm. than doubting, oh, he's on mobile or she's on her, uh, you know, whatever. And maybe that's not the most meaningful. But yes, if she's sitting with a file there or she's talking to a customer, then that's a meaningful one. So trusting that, you know, I know if Arya is doing X or Y, it is going to be meaningful, no matter it's not a direct work-related stuff, mm -hmm. which is really there. That's right. And I can't always take the side of the younger generation because some of them are obviously going to just waste their time so I can't be like 100% we are going to be meaningful Absolutely. that's obviously going to happen but yeah just give them that freedom you know they need to have some sense of autonomy in their workplace as well just because we are young we are new to the system we are growing doesn't mean you just give us all the guidelines or you just dictate us let us be is something that we really value love that wow Beautiful. I think this was uh, quite insightful, I would say. And uh, I'm sure this opens up a lot of uh, lot of doors. And whoever, I mean, the way you perceive it is, is what you get out of it. But I think definitely a lot of clarity when it comes to um, what you think, how you think, what you are willing to bring to the table, the kind of efforts, the commitment, all of that, I think is... There was a lot of two words that come to my mind are clarity and then clarity through communication, the other C. So I see a lot of clarity. I, I didn't hear any ambiguity in, you know, I think Esa or Vesa. It was like, you know, this is what it is. Why not this? This is what we stand for. Why can't we do this? Okay, this, I'm willing to come midway. That's why. So there's no ambiguity as far as what I heard from you, Arya, which is such an encouraging one, very inspiring. And the other thing, communication. And I can't tell you, this This gives me a lot of perspective as well. So I'm sure people who are listening, whether whatever generation you belong to, but you definitely have a perspective. We have a lot of people from this, the so-called younger generation, if you're putting the label, uh, into the workforce. And I know there are a lot of struggles happening in organizations because of this, cross-generation and all and I think from what you said beautiful synergies are actually a possibility you know there are the lovely collaborations that can happen provided we are just willing to look at what else how else come midway and not label look at what beliefs are limiting us about each other you know yeah, yeah. So, super amazing one last thing i want to yes. add to all the managers and leaders out there we are not here to blame you i was representing a workforce which has been labeled quite a lot so we really appreciate you and some of them have been super helpful and are still there going out of their way to help us and we really appreciate that but uh, three things that I would say you need to consider while dealing with, say, Gen Zs or the late millennials would be empathize with them, respect them, and have open conversations with them. So these three things, I believe, will help you quite a lot and will go a long way. And the more meaningful 
these conversations are, we feel valued and we are ready to give in all it takes to do our job better. Hmm. Beautifully summed up. Um, I love it. And I see a lot of intentionality there and a lot of commitment, commitment to your own self and to whatever you lay your hands on, which is powerful. Superb. Thank you, Arya, so much for that lovely conversation, an authentic one and um, quite an enriching one for everybody. So uh, I'm, I'm so glad and I look forward to more such meaningful conversations in the future and more such collaborations. Yeah. Thank you, Asa. It was, it was very nice discussing these with you and I hope these help out some of the people out there and I love your podcasts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Super. Thank you for watching this week's episode of Asta Unplugged series on hashtag Happy Me Podcast. Now, if at any point you resonated and you could sense this possibility for you to express your higher potential and you're absolutely committed that I no longer want to be stuck in my limiting beliefs, the thoughts, the limiting feelings, emotions, and then the behaviors, and all of that that holds me back from creating what I desire, then reach out to us. All you need to do is type in the word thrive on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, whatever works for you. The word is thrive, and we will reach out to you. We will connect with you, and let's together explore how you can move beyond all these barriers and create, turn into the possibility that you are, the beautiful person that you are, but somewhere that's hidden, you're holding it back, right? This is your opportunity. The word is thrive, either LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. I look forward to connecting. Thank you.